The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Right now to honor football, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, up to $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Hey guys, this is the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com. Coming off the back of a um, successful Champions League campaign from the group stages, we landed every single futures bet that we put out, and I literally mean every single one. Uh, we landed our big futures parlay in the Europa League. If you wanted to get those picks, you need to head over to lockbetting.com. That's where the additional Champions League shows take place and the Europa League show as well. So a very good midweek. Um, on the show that we did here on the SGP, we were pretty much spot on with our results, although uh, handicaps and things of that nature didn't get covered. We did end up picking the teams in must-win situations in order to to qualify, hence landing the um, landing the big parlay that we landed for the season. We actually landed one five-unit parlay, one three-unit parlay, uh, one two-unit lock on Leon, which you guys would have got for free. And then we landed a parlay in Europa League on Arsenal, um, Manchester United to win their groups with Wolves to qualify as well. So an English three-leg parlay there. Um, as for the EPL, back on track with the locks again. Um, actually landed three in the same show prior to landing the other one last week. So a 4 0 run taking us to 17-9 for the season. Important lock for me this week because it will take us to 18-9, which will give us a... Uh, Two and one record overall, so for 67%. I always think that that's pretty good. I thought the season where ended up going 25 and 13 was pretty decent. I always say that a 47 and 11 is an anomaly, so um, I always felt while that was going on, and I would often text Ryan and say, this is going to end up being a negative. And uh, as we kept getting things right, and I actually was on a 21 and one run at some point, I, I kept sort of reiterating that this, this is going to end up biting me on the ass because the expectation is so ridiculous. And it even got to the point where I was putting out locks around about um, plus 105, plus 120 on purpose, not intentionally to lose uh, or, or to um, disparage the record because I would never take anything that I, I thought didn't have a chance of winning. But I strayed away from like the uh, the minus 150s and whatnot during that time and deliberately began to take stuff at the plus 120, plus 110 just to challenge myself a bit more and to basically... Um, because I foresaw this um, kind of scrutiny coming and 
what happened was is that we kept landing and kept hitting and kept hitting and kept hitting everything last year. So we did end up with that 47 and 11 record and uh, we're going to be at 11 losses for the season pretty soon. That's the reality of the situation. If we get past the Christmas period and uh, we get out of 2019 and we haven't already had those 11 losses on the locks, I'll be very, very happy because there's a lot of content coming over Christmas and um, I'm probably... I'm projecting that we'll probably be on the 11 loss mark. And of course, there's no intention for that at all because my intention across these uh, these five podcasts that we're going to produce over the Christmas period is to go 5-0. and oh. and, um, and yeah, if we do end up going 3-2, and two, then we would have obviously succumbed to the 11 losses. Let's obviously try to avoid that happening. But... Um, but yeah, it's a tough, rough season. And only in recent times have we kind of got a hold of of who teams are. But there's a very big seesaw effect um, in terms of uh, catching people on these runs. Of course, Liverpool are fairly consistent throughout, but they can't keep any clean sheets. But there's no value on them winning. Um Leicester have just come to the forefront and have been a consistent side on this um, eight-game run that they're on. But we are obviously looking at the um, the likelihood of that ending soon and then just sort of hitting the timing of that. And of course, Liverpool themselves are going to be coming back from the Club World Cup soon. So possibly there could be a time to bet against them. Um, Chelsea are, are very inconsistent. They go on little runs where they move up the table and then they... they have three out of four Premier League defeats, which is what I had at the moment. Uh, Manchester City, certainly not the same team that they were. Uh, although you're still getting crazy odds on them at like uh, minus 400, minus 500 to win games, the consistency is definitely gone there. And uh, they're not challenges for the league. And there may be some value in going against them in the future because I don't think they're even going to make an attempt to win the Premier League this season. Manchester United are a team with a lot of false dawns, although they are a young side, so they can be more forgiving than Arsenal, who are just possibly the most inconsistent team in all of world football. And then what do you do with Tottenham at the moment as well? Because they are on a good, a good run under Mourinho and seem much improved, but then they have big letdown spots like they did against Manchester United where they feel like, um, where we felt like they would come to Old Trafford and, and then win the game. So it's very, very very difficult and even at the bottom in terms of teams going on little runs to get themselves out of trouble and then all of a sudden finding themselves back down there uh, Burnley started the season well but they're currently playing poorly whereas Newcastle look like relegation candidates and have got an amazing run of wins as of Southampton who earlier on the season were thumped 9-0 by Leicester so what do you do with the EPL it's just the hardest league in the world and circle back round to that 47 and 11 and um, the crazy little run that it was and uh, will not be repeated here on the show but as I said, have the opportunity to take the lot record up to 18 and 9 this week. And that's what I plan to do. I plan to finish out 2019 strong, which has been, without a doubt, the best year so far for the EPL show. And I've been on this podcast now since 2014. So I'll be coming up to my um, sixth year. I'll be starting my seventh year uh, after the, well, during the European Championships, the 2020 Euros, which we're all very excited for. Um, a bit of a somber mood for me today because um, we've just had the UK general election and fuck me, this country is absolutely fucked. Um, you, you'd have to go and have a look a little bit more. The end. This is not a political show, but... 
we have really fucked ourselves more than uh, even the Americans did with Donald Trump because at least with Donald Trump there is um, things in place in order to kind of prevent him from destroying the whole country in terms of um, his ideas are somewhat controlled he doesn't have full license to kind of do whatever he wants because of the way the american system is whereas here it's quite different we've given the the, uh, the country essentially to a man who's going to absolutely destroy us and we've done it through the um it's basically been the vote was swayed by the the elderly and the uh, and the racist who are not that not really that much of a different thing because the the main racist in this country are the elderly. So that's kind of how this that this vote has been swayed, and we've um, handed the country not over because he was in power anyway. But there was an opportunity for him to be <clears throat> displaced by a very good candidate who was promising us all sorts of great things by uh, by raising the tax of the rich, whereas the current people in power only care about the rich. And obviously, all the newspaper publications over here, the tabloids, are all rich uh, because they're the companies that don't want to be taxed by the other candidate who was named Jeremy Corbyn. And they urged a lot of people and manipulated the, the thick, the dumb, the racist, the elderly, and the ignorant to voting for uh, Boris Johnson of the Tory party and he won last night with a landslide. So it's kind of like the uh, the turkeys voting for Christmas over here and um, this country is absolutely fucked. If I didn't have a child, uh, I would certainly be looking into moving away at this point in time because it's going to get real bad here. I think I was looking into moving away anyway and still finding a way to fly back and see my son on the days that I'm legally supposed to. But um, obviously, I'm not that kind of parent. I take days in between. I take as much time as I possibly can to be there for my son, but it's just difficult now. And especially as this is now my main job over the past four or five years of transition into mainly being uh, a professional capper and obviously setting up my service through lockbetting.com. Uh, I do have the license to move and kind of live anywhere I want in the world, but um, I wouldn't do that as a responsible parent. But I don't know if it's responsible anyway to to raise a child in the United Kingdom at the moment. And for those of you that are UK listeners, you'll understand what I'm saying. Um, it's just a terrible, terrible day um, in politics. And it's just hard for me to even get out of bed today because just thinking about what is going to come for us in the future. It's, it's Friday the 13th, really, and it's just hit us harder than um, it's, it's more Friday the 13th than it ever needed to be let's put it that way let's try and move on to the football and do the show um, which I'm really not in the mood to do as as, as, as is clear but it doesn't mean I've not done the work for it so let's let's put the picks out here for this show um, the beginning I would really say of the uh, of the very busy Christmas period that we're about to about to go through now and um, it really does get chaotic so um, I am authorised in fact like other years to deliver as much content as I possibly see fit so that doesn't mean that I'll be forced into doing double shows Last year, I was forced into into doing not forced into, but the guys his Christmas is busy time, and um, the, it's the the the, uh, the podcast in general in terms of the website and whatnot wasn't as well structured as it was last year with the, with the with the type of people and the amount of people we have working on it and the and the prioritization of soccer as a whole. And uh, yeah, we did some big bulk shows where we uh, had to cover a bunch of games on one show without really knowing the results and injuries and team news and and form of of what, how, how certain teams were playing but in this instance we'll be doing it as a game by game basis so whereas we're covering this show 
for the games that take place on the 14th and 15th. Um, we'll be doing another show next weekend for the 21st and 22nd of December. And then separate shows for the Christmas period. So the the games that will be happening on Boxing Day, we'll be covering them on Boxing Day um, or just prior to Boxing Day. The show will be out, but it won't be congregated together with a with a with a whole bunch of other games that will be happening as well. Um, if you actually look at the EPL fixture list, you'll actually understand more what I'm saying. In fact, I'll bring it up for you um, just to run through that now. I'm just doing that as we speak. All right, so I've already spoke about the 14th and 15th, spoke about the 21st and 22nd. And so here's where it gets clogged. There's fixtures on the 26th and 27th of December. There'll be a separate podcast for that, but we won't need to congregate together with the 28th and 29th. As you can see, there's massive fixture congestion, but there'll be a separate show for the 28th and 29th. And again, another separate show for New Year's Day, Wednesday, the 1st of January and 2nd of January as well. So as you can see, or as you can hear, um, there'll be EPL fixtures on Thursday, the 26th of December, um, Friday, the 27th of December, Saturday, the 28th of December, and when, and Wednesday, the 1st of January as well. So therefore, if you're looking at it from a team's perspective, let's look at, um, let's pick one out here. Let's pick my Manchester United. So Manchester United will be playing a game on the 22nd of December. They'll be playing again on the 26th of December. And they'll be playing again on the 28th of December. And they'll be playing again on the 1st of January. So crazy, crazy fixture pile up there. But that is Christmas. But it'll be all covered in depth and individually here on the SGP right here on the EPL show. So now let's move on with the show and look at the first game. It's Liverpool versus Watford. This is no-brainer. Top the bottom clash. Well, Liverpool best priced here at one to five to win this game. It's thirteen to two to draw and sixteen to one on Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool come onto this into this. Sorry, off the back of two clean sheets. So you would be thinking that they would be keeping another one here in this situation because Watford aren't exactly the most free scoring team. And it has been a big criticism labeled at Liverpool. If you can criticize them for anything this season, which does seem harsh, it would be the fact that they are continuously conceding one goal, but it's always just the one goal. There's been very few instances that you can point to this season where Liverpool have actually gone on to concede two. So it is really just purely down to, um, a minor lapse in, in, in concentration, you have to say, because, um, and often when Liverpool do have the game in hand, there hasn't been many instances where they've looked in danger of not winning a game or teams have gone ahead against Liverpool, although there have been some cases, Tottenham game springs to mind. But, um, but yeah, it, it does seem like a, um, a situation that has been brought about by uh, being lackluster. So I do think here in this situation, uh, you may see some players rested, but the forever presence seems to be Alisson, the goalkeeper, and Van Dyke, and... Um, and I think the fullbacks will play here as well in this situation because there's going to be a youth team playing in the Carabao Cup against Aston Villa. And uh, I don't think that you need 
a lot of these players for the first round or the first the semi-final round of the World Club Championship I think here in the final is where Liverpool are going to need their all-out team so there's going to be plenty of rest for players and I think now with them being so clear they may actually long-term benefit from these world club championships but it's kind of like they're getting a pre-season break because they're not going to need to play all of their best players to win this game and they're not going to need to play all of their best players to win that world cup unless you of course um we're talking about the final um where they may play against a decent south american team and yes they will need to play their best team in order to come through that but in order to get there they won't need to play their best players throughout so there could be a lot of players here getting a rest and it could obviously play out like warm winter training so in the end although they may come out rusty in the game against Leicester which is going to be a big game on Boxing Day and um, a must win situation for Leicester if we want any kind of title race this season but aside from that I think Liverpool in the end could actually benefit from this especially with them no longer being in the Carabao Cup after they lose to Aston Villa so um, as for this game I'm going to go for the, uh, the clean sheet here for Liverpool I'm going to take Liverpool to win to nil at even money uh, here against Watford. Um, I also do like, of course, um, the Asian handicap market here as well because when Liverpool do win this game, they're probably not just going to win it by a single goal. So when they do keep that clean sheet, they're probably not just going to win it 1-0. In addition to that, if they do manage to concede a sloppy goal in this game, like they did against uh, Brighton last time we had them as a lock, um, you would think that they have scored enough goals in order to cover a minus 1.5 handicap, which is available at 8 to 13. Uh, I like that as well and um, certainly has lock potential for me there. Up next, we're looking at Burnley versus Newcastle, where Burnley are the even money favourites. It's 13 to 5. The draw is 33 to 10 on Newcastle. Difficult to bet against Newcastle because they're in a good run of form, but I think... I will here just because Burnley need this game much more. They're starting to drop into the relegation battle and they looked very good earlier on in the season, especially the way they competed against the, the better teams. Whereas in recent weeks, they've had some very poor results against some of the poorer teams and it has left them lingering down there. They're um, on 13th place so they look safe with 18 points but that only keeps them three points above the relegation zone which Southampton are on the edge of. Uh, I think this season you're looking at 19th and 20th spot being Norwich and Watford already being down. I think Watford's appointment of Pearson is basically in preparation to come up from the championship next season. Um, I never thought Norwich would stir up and I never thought Sheffield United would stir up. Sheffield United have been a surprise package of the season, sitting in eighth place on 22 points, which pretty much means they only need another 18 points to survive this season. And that can come by six wins six wins from the last 22 games or they could um, get to that with draws and things of that nature and this season they've already had seven draws anyway therefore um, if in the second half of the season if they win a couple of games and have seven more draws then obviously they will be staying up I don't even think they're in a conversation anymore I think it really does come down to a, a straight shootout between Aston Villa Southampton and um, possibly Brighton getting sucked back down now and definitely Burley are in the conversation. I do think that um, West Ham and Everton are too good to be down there, will pull away. And uh, I also think Bournemouth inevitably will, will get decent home results and pull away from it. But I think after that, Southampton, Villa, 
Burnley and Brighton will certainly be in the conversation. But I also think Newcastle themselves on, on 22 points, which is the same amount of points that Arsenal have, by the way, and only one less than Tottenham and two less than Man United. So who would have thought that from Newcastle this season? But uh, with that said, with them looking relatively safe, uh, I think we see a letdown spot for them here with Burnley, the team that need to win more, getting it. Uh, moving on to Chelsea versus Bournemouth. Uh, Chelsea are the one to three favourites to win this game. Six to one the draw and twelve to one on Bournemouth. Chelsea have had some inconsistent form lately, but this is a good chance for them to get right here in this spot. Um, Bournemouth haven't been anywhere near the same team that they were at the start of the season. They're on a terrible run of results and I just don't see that changing here in this spot. Um, Chelsea games always have goals in them. So whereas we can't really take Chelsea here at one to three, what we can do is take Chelsea to win this game with goals happening in the game. So I'm not necessarily sure whether Bournemouth will contribute to them, but if they do, it does help our over 2.5 anyways. And Chelsea and over 2.5 together is available here at 4 6 minus 150. Up next, you have Leicester versus Norwich, where Leicester are the best price of four to seventeen to win this game, but more um, uh, just that's that's just bigger than um, or, or just worse than than one to four. Sorry, so a really really um, fancy Leicester just to blow past this Norwich team. Not surprisingly, six to one, and Norwich to pull out a draw, and fourteen to one they get a win. Wow, Norwich fourteen to one at Leicester. Leicester being looked at as one of the uh, the big teams here. Like I don't even think Manchester United would honestly be uh, one to four to win this home game against Norwich. So a load of respect here for Leicester, but it's not really surprising. It is, it is warranted with the way they played this season. I think the only way to go here would be to take Leicester here on a handicap on the minus 1.5, which is available at 16 to 25 here, uh, best price. And I don't have too much more to say about that because I think they'll just comfortably win this game. Up next, you've got Sheffield United at even money to beat Aston Villa of 33 to 10. It's 14 to 5 the draw. Uh, don't have any strong leans really on this game. I think they might be valuing that draw at 14 to 5. I think Sheffield United have done well this season, but they always come into games with inferior talent. Therefore, I don't like backing them to win, especially as a uh, an even money or, or lower favourite. Um, I do think that the second half of the season will not be as good as the first because obviously complacency can creep in and obviously the second time round people will find this team out stylistically, although I don't think in any way, shape or form that they do not get the uh, 16 to 18 points that they need to survive. I just don't think the uh, the 22 point tally from, from 16 games will be repeated. And uh, I think in this situation, Villa aren't one of those massive teams with a massive talent discrepancy over Sheffield United, but I do think the draw represents some decent value at 14 to 5. And uh, draw is what we'll go for in the next one as well because it's a um, relegation six-pointer at the moment as things stand with Southampton being the even-money favourites to beat West Ham who are 56-19 to 19, and it's 3-1 to one the draw. I think the value here would be on West Ham finding a result for their manager but I guess we'll really see how much they want to play for this manager. Um, I think that they like the manager um, here. Um, I think Pellegrini seems like the sort of guy that you want to play with, although the play for, sorry, although the fans haven't really taken to him. Um, I think there could be the possibility of an upset here, but I would probably look towards uh, West Ham here on the, the double chance at uh, 10 to 11. I think there's decent value on that. If he loses this game, um, he certainly will be gone and he'll be the next manager to go in a market that has delivered 
sacking after sacking this season to the point we actually have two major clubs in the Premier League this season who have managers in caretaker charge with Lundberg at Arsenal and Duncan Ferguson at Everton and that's a good transition into the next game here on December 15th Sunday 2pm live on TV Duncan Ferguson goes to Old Trafford to face an informed Manchester United who have come off the back of a 2-1 win away in the Manchester derby and a 4-0 win in midweek against AZ Alkmaar on Thursday in the Europa League where they actually managed to rest a whole bunch of players so only playing Martial and Harry Maguire making nine changes and winning the game 4-0 so excellent result for Oligon Solskjaer excellent run three big wins in a row confirming the um, the top spot in the Europa League was important because Europa League is important for Man United to see to get back in the Champions League away win at Manchester City Man City is phenomenal and beating your old manager Jose Mourinho I would say and I'm not exaggerating here, that these three results are the best three results, the best run that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has had. And I know he started on fire with a whole bunch of wins in a row, but I think with the pressure that he's under and looking at these fixtures where people were writing him off and saying, this is going to be the period where he gets sacked and this is where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer comes in. To beat Tottenham anyway was big enough. And then any result, any positive result, a draw against Man City would have been phenomenal. But to play the way that they did and to win that game where they dominated the first half and could have scored six or seven times against Manchester City, this wasn't a um, an underdog result. This wasn't a case of... Manchester United getting lucky and Man City not turning up. Man United outplayed Pep Guardiola's Manchester City team for 45 minutes. It was the best 45 minutes that Manchester United have played since Alex Ferguson left. They honestly do look good. And um, I can't not take him here. Even though I'm a Man U fan, I can't not take him here against caretaker manager. Um, Everton generally don't do well at Old Trafford anyway, so have to take Manchester United in this situation here on Sunday. Wolves versus Tottenham is an interesting one. Uh, Wolves 23 to 10, 28 to 11, the draw and 23 to 17 on Tottenham. Don't like Tottenham at this kind of um, favoritism here, but um, especially with, but then you have Wolves, I can't say Wolves either, um, coming off the back of Europa League. I think the value here could be in the draw. I think Tottenham win this game if anyone wins it, but there is valuation in the draw. And just one look at the league table, you can see the draw specialists in the Premier League this season are Wolverhampton Wanderers. So I wouldn't be surprised if they notch up another one here on the tally. Game of the week, uh, snatching it from Manchester United versus Everton is, of course, going to be Arsenal versus Manchester City, where Arsenal are massive six to one underdogs here at home against Man City. It's 19 to four to draw, and it's uh, one to two on Manchester City. So you can barely take City here as the. Um, as the home favourites. They're almost priced out of minus 200. And in fact, in most places they are. You can't get minus 200 on them here. But uh, I think there might be value in Arsenal. They came back from 2-0 down after a terrible performance in the Europa League yesterday. Um, They also didn't play well against West Ham, but in 10 minutes they ended up scoring three goals. So I don't know where this Arsenal team are at, but they must, must get up for this game in this spot. And I do actually think there might be value on them at six to one. And I think the value is increased by the by the fact that I think that Manchester City have possibly given up on this title. And I think we could see a potentially a potential another letdown from them here. Um, I'm not stupid enough to take Arsenal outright. Um, I'll take Arsenal on the double chance here. 
because that actually still provides you underdog value. You can take Arsenal as a two to one shot here to avoid the defeat. So Arsenal on a double chance. And um, obviously with odds that big, um, you don't need to take Arsenal to win on the dog play later. You can take Arsenal on a double chance as the dog play later. And um, that's probably where I'm going to lean towards later when I do pick my underdog. Um, although there is some value that I like in a couple of draws with um, Sheffield United against Villa, Wolves against Tottenham. And of course, um, West Ham and Southampton where I also like West Ham as an underdog I think with that one um, we'll leave out completely because I think West Ham is the double chance is far and away the best play there at 10 to 11 and uh, I don't quite think that one constitutes uh, an underdog but before we close out and do give you those uh, that dog the lock and the parlay um, we'll talk about this Brighton versus um, Crystal Palace game on Monday night uh, Palace are the 28 to 17 favourites, 44 to 19, the draw on 2 to 1 on Brighton. Um, I think. Palace have definitely improved their home form and I and I like home for, uh, home teams in a situation where they're playing on television on a Monday night. Um, there won't be too much interest in this game, but for Palace being on TV on a Monday night, I think their players will get up for it. They do have better players than Brighton. They, they work hard for their manager, Roy Hodgson, and uh, I think Crystal Palace will pull off the, the result here and get this Monday night victory here against Brighton and have uh, do represent some value here at plus money. Closing out with the lock dog portion of the show. Um, I'm going to do something that I did a few weeks ago and I'm going to make the parlay official. Um, a few weeks ago, I gave out a, um, a Liverpool Leicester parlay and I made it an official play. And uh, I'm going to do that again here. I'm going to give out a Liverpool Leicester parlay so make sure that you lock that one up because I do think that wins. And I'm also going to go with a, a single pick, which is going to be Manchester United over Everton. Uh, just ride along here with the Manchester United run. I think it will be a very, very disappointing result if they don't win this with Everton being under caretaker management, having a bad record at Old Trafford and Manchester United coming to this with a good run, having rested nine players and being on a three win streak. So uh, Manchester United there as the lock alongside with a, a parlay that we're locking up as well with Liverpool and Leicester. Can't see past both of those teams picking up wins this weekend. Uh, as for the underdog play, we will take Arsenal there on the double chance at two to one. I feel like they might turn up here and give a spirit performance and uh, likewise... Uh, Manchester City will add to that I think by being a little bit deflated and possibly giving up on this league which I do think will now be a two horse race between Leicester and Liverpool but only if Leicester can beat them on Boxing Day and can continue winning up until then that concludes this edition of the EPL show make sure you head over to Lock Betting and get the European show because last weekend the European show landed its lock once again to go 16-3 and on the season and uh, sorry, 17 and 3 on a season. And the picks on there went 5 and 0. Oh. Don't forget, the way I do this show is I look at all of the fixtures all across Europe. And then I narrow it down to just five or six games I want to pick. And then, of course, then I make official plays over at lockbetting.com. But if you read between the lines, if I'm already scouring all of the fixtures of Europe and narrowing it down to six, seven games that I want to talk about, then obviously this show is giving you very, very, very good picks in terms of I'm scrutinizing it and narrowing it down just to seven, six, seven, eight games that I want to cover. So already you're already looking at a decent process where 
a selective play expert is picking a very small amount of games that he likes to look of. So it's a very, very good show. And as I said, last weekend, 5-0 and sweep on the games that we ended up taking. And uh, if you'd parlayed that together, you'd have been a very, very happy man. But you'd be happy taking the locks on that show anyway, 17-3 and for the season. So that's it for me and the plugs. That's it for this edition of the EPL show. I'll be back next week. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.